Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hello, welcome back to Creative Plane Podcast Network. Huzzah! <laughs> we are getting to play something we have just got in, Polaris, the role-playing game from Black Book Editions. Cool. So, have you ever wanted to be in the apocalypse? <laughs> and did you survive to make it to the post-apocalypse? Did you survive to crawl into the ocean for safety because the surface sucked? Did you find out the ocean sucked? <laughs> Welcome to Polaris. <laughs> First time living in these systems. Okay, so type of actions. You have a movement, a move around, around an area of combat. See such movements and gestures. Nice. A combat round, which is a melee attack or ranged attack, and any other simple actions. So there's free actions as well. Uh, preparations. For preparation, you can draw a weapon, which will cost you negative 5 to your initiative, or negative 3 if you have your hand on the weapon. So if you're doing the old trick shooter shot of, I got my hand on my, my six shooter, it's only negative 3. It's, it's, it helps. Pick up an object, move, close to grab your opponent, stay, shape, say a short sentence, observe the combat. Locate an object, shoot from cover. Action. They give an example of catastrophes. Ten of them, so it's almost like you have to roll these things again. Damage modifier is plus six. So does that tell me how we? It, it means you add plus six. In case you had your claws and your bite, that means you're plus six to that. One d ten. That that's the dice that you'll be needing. So I don't need. You probably won't be needing d six. You don't do any little damage like these like that. I do. So, when it comes to shooting, there are some tricks that you can do. You can do a snapshot. You can rapid fire. Aim shots is an exclusive action, so basically it's the only action you take that round. This, with this technique, the character takes time to adjust his aim, but will cost him an initiative. 
Aim shots employ the delayed action principle at the beginning of the usual action phase, and each inch increment of two initiatives spent gives the shooter a bonus of plus one to his shooting dice, maximum plus five. So for every two notches you give up, you basically get plus one to your, your roll. Sweet. That doesn't, that's not the call shots, though, for area of hit. Uh, target is specific location twice at minus five. Oh, oh, I didn't see that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm just reading through this myself. Yeah, this is called shots, but this is the bonus you get for aiming. Nice. That might actually uh, be useful. And short burst is, say you want to pump a three round burst, it's plus three to your shooting test or plus five on damage, which one of the two. Gotcha. So if you want to like blast into somebody on, on semi-automatic or and then there's of course long burst, which then uh, gives you plus two or plus two damage, plus two to attack or a damage per five rounds that you shoot. And then there'd be long burst if against many targets, unmodified short range. But, uh, let's see. Targets must be no further than three meters apart. Missing three shooting test for each target, unmodified at short range or minus five at medium range. So basically, lighting up a room. And there is suppressive fire as well. So that way you can shoot to keep you guys' heads down. They're really loud next door. Yeah. Alright. Should probably jump in. We're already at 12.30. Okay. Now, and when it's melee, it's a pose test. When it's range, it's just a test. Which is why you take defensive movement when you know, somebody starts shooting you from across from you, you can't shoot back. Right. You die behind things. Okay, so let's go around the table. Who's playing what? I'm playing the Marine Commando uh, from the Mediterranean Union. And captain of the crew. And captain of the crew. And a part-time member of the SMO, SMSO. Because they offer you free docking at stations. It's a good payment. Free, yes. free recycling of water and air and docking at stations. That alone is worth it. What does it cost for membership? <laughs> <laughs> Only if they call you up and make you do things from time to time. Yeah. Better than shelling out. Megan and asking to kill my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. I like them. <laughs> but the bowl of pretzels was too good. <laughs> and your father. Are you going to introduce yourself? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently my name is Paragnox of Cogmar. You, you can pick your own name. I don't have a name. Because he's got one of the free gems from the, the mm. book. Oh. It's stick with Perry. Perry makes a difference to me. I'm the priest of the Trident. I had some history before that, but that's all past now. I'm a member of Equinox. Uh, are you really? Are you really a member of the Cult of the Trident? Yes. Okay. So I'm just, you could secretly be a member of the Black Sun. How dare you say such a thing? I'm a loyal. Yes, 
and it's scary shit because it's controlled. It it's a small boat shit. underwater. Yeah. With thousands of pounds of water on the bottom. Fire bad. <laughs> Fire bear bad. Okay. I don't remember my name. Who did? No, I, I was just saying, oh, it oh, says I don't oh, remember okay. my name. Um, so, because um, when they may be, I'm a techno hybrid made by the Hadouni, okay? And I'm a new generation one, so I'm not like the other techno hybrid, apparently. And, uh, but they wiped all my memories, and so now I also have, you know, uh, I don't uh, have any regrets. <laughs> so, um, but I'm, you know, I escaped from them, and uh, I'm living on Equinox right now, trying to, uh, you know, just survive and maybe, you know, find a place where I'd be welcome and, and stuff like that. So, I was initially called Kuda Mutant, but I think I was in the library in Equinox, and I think I'll go by Echidna. Ooh. Degree of seriousness. 
So it's also a good way to get out of, you know, by the skin of your teeth with the gut shot. And it's also possible to spend two luck points at once for wounds. Or to be able to say, it's just a flesh wound. It's just, just a flesh wound. It's not your arms off. <laughs> Some of the ways to get stuck being unlucky each time a character triggers a catastrophe, rolling a failure margin by 15 or more, he wins back one luck point. <laughs> Wait, so that's how you get your luck back by that's having a catastrophe? Ways. If you have a good idea or you're playing your character well and you stand out by the way that you're playing your character doing an important scene, you can get a point back. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I like inspiration. Yeah. yeah. And then completing a scenario or the story, you can get multiple points back. Because they got this little table here is if the, the, char the character hadn't achieved any of their objectives, you get nothing back. Character just barely achieved their objectives or they just barely made it. For example, they managed to resolve the scenario but without really understanding the deeper details. You get one point back. Character has achieved their objectives. For example, they resolved the scenario realizing the full intent of the intrigue two points. And then there's bonuses for excellent strategy group cohesion, perfect success, objective succeeded, particularly difficult or dangerous scenario, mission accomplished without any collateral damage. And by the way, it's collateral damage, air quotes. Key episode or climax to a campaign, which that's really important, and discover one of the secrets of the world of the Polaris RPG, dot, dot, dot. And of course, they recommend at least one or two bonus points maximum per scenario. So luck is one of those good metrics that you guys have in your favor for controlling the, the narrative. So, as you guys are on your ship, you've gotten the backstory that you were hired by your sources for the Cult of the Trident to negotiate the release of Olivia Outlaw, a child captured by an obscure group of pirates. The trade is supposed to happen in a small remote station to the east of what is left of Greenland. Of course, not everything is going to happen. So do you go do you go by captain? Do you go by commander? Um captain. given the origins, uh, I, I I would rather just go by sir. Sir, ah, oh, very formal. What? <laughs> I'm trying to like think of how I can shed it reverently. Because I have a feeling uh Sheila's a bit uh sassy. <laughs> how she's going to do this sort of thing. The child was to be sent to the Cult of the Trident on the station Equinox. Unfortunately, as she has demonstrated the Polaris effect, uh, which she seems unable to control. She's been volunteered as QB. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, we are saving her. <laughs> Remember, you mock, you mock the cult, but seriously, they basically teach people not to blow up people's heads around them. Or summon blob monsters of annihilation. Right, the history said that when they found out, it caused catastrophes that people, yeah, you know, think having the Incredible Hulk on a small station under the ocean. That that would be a bad thing. That would be a bad thing. Yes. Now imagine panicking with the Since your ship's closest to the that, station, frankly. and status as an SMO, SMSO agent. Say that really fast. Smooth <laughs> You've been tasked to save the child and return her to the leadership on before she can become <laughs> unstable and dangerous. I'll give you a second. Go ahead, let it out. Smooth. Smooth. 
Oh. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Kuda will do when she gets into somebody. Of course, you know, and by the way, when you're making your characters, it's an interesting concept of fertility. You get, you can roll or side of your character's fertile or not. Which, by the way, some places will not let you out of the, their sight if you're fertile. Well, how are they going to know? Mandatory testing. Oh, crikey. Yeah, remember that whole day to donate a fertile male and female to go to the yeah, every but year? There's... If you're from the hegemony, there's breeding farms they send you to. Well, I'm not from survival the hegemony. Of, survival of the race and all that. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, but if, like, if we're visiting someplace, they're not going to test us, right? Then wouldn't Maybe. I probably be infertile? Because you probably would be, but you never know. Nature will find a way. That's right. <laughs> they, no, they changed me, and I am now a new generation based on genetic transformation processes. There is a mutation in the book that you can buy that actually you self-reproduce. You know what? I'll roll for it to see. Yeah. I'm serious. Okay. As a go, female. Go ahead and, as and as roll a mother. Me 20. And since okay. I named myself after the mother of monsters. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I rolled a 13. I rolled a 12. <laughs> We're probably not. We're probably infertile. What did you get, Carrie? I got a 13. No, you got the 12. Oh, wait, I got the 12, sorry. So you both are fertile. Are you freaking kidding me? Seriously? 16. And they you are still recognize me? Well, I must have done something really bad. <laughs> or maybe you were a lab scientist that discovered something that had disposed of your mind. And the captain doesn't want you to know. Because somewhere out there, I'm going to write a pirate captain who's got a ship full of all women that are his wives and he is fertile. Wait, wait, like in. Um, uh, Why you got to ruin it for me? Iron blooded. Why you got to ruin it for me? Gundams. I actually like that one. I just not like Mobile Suit. Yeah. Gundam Unicorn, I stopped watching. They've gotten really bad. I'm like, whatever. So. Sir has negotiated his release. He's, he is now 30, and his teams in 20th Event provided ample material. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you did your duty for the Mediterranean. Right. <laughs> Show forth and multiply and soldier. Already have. Put some smart swimmers gonna, on ice. I'm going to take a ship and go. I can so see that in this world. It's literally, if you're fertile, it's like either service or fill the cup. More or less. The world of Hydra. Mm -hmm. Our ship's not forcing that. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> I was right going to do this. I'm sorry. 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 I'm you have been tasked to save the child and return her to the leadership of Equinox before she can become unstable and dangerous. Desperate, Olivia's parents sent her to Equinox on a ship that was obviously not able to safely transverse the open waters, as the distress signal was received from the original ship she was on. Unless it may have failed. Huh? You know, to become unstable. Mm -hmm. In their common interest, uh, the cult of the Triton has received a message from two pirates identifying themselves as Hans and Gillian. That have informed the cult that they are they have detained her and have offered to sell her to the Triton. Since they want to raise the price, they also inform the cult that they've made a equal offer to the hegemony, but have not received a counter offer yet. 
So your contact with the cult of the Trigonon Equinox has paid you 10,000 souls to deliver and recover the merchandise. Nice. What? Souls. That's the currency. That's so bad. Souls. Yeah, they're not like giving us the soul. I'm like, you're my, my warlock is like. <laughs> Did you sign enough children for this? <laughs> During the transaction, you need to make sure that she is Olivia Pavlov before conducting the trade. In order to do so, you all you have to do is take a genetic sample from the individual and then scan that sample with an analyzer that you have. If she's an imposter, you need to head back to Equinox and return the funds to your contact minus 2,000 souls for your services. Now, for the record, since this is a French company that made this, you'll notice the currency is more of a European-style currency. A dagger is not going to cost you 100 souls. It's going to cost you, like, 1,500 souls. So the, the kind is a little off. So and why they use meters. Well, it's a little different. Than um, and, yeah. of course, aquatically, you know, you yeah. use meters. So you basically, your, your sub is coming up on this station. As you see, it, it's basically a mining station. Now, you do know from just, I'm assuming you guys plugged in the numbers in the station to see if the, the computer came up with anything for Jarhawk Station. Mm-hmm. It's a neutral, not a lot of anybody, mining station where basically miners, you know, non contracted, independent miners come here to work, make money, and then they head back out. Presumably they have a control room for subs that approach. They actually have a tether area where you see that there's one other ship connected where you get an automatic buoy that pops up on your uh, communication. So So who's piloting, by the way? That would probably be me, since it was also said that I was the pilot. Looks like I've got plenty of skill for it. but Mm -hmm. it's mostly for underwater speeders, not... So as you guys are pulling up, are there any skills? You're coming up, there's this big tether, it looks like, like this, and it's got couple small little shuttles, like little 10-man shuttles, that you'd basically berth with. You've seen this kind of setup before, especially like at Equinox, they have the tether stations, because remember, one of the problems in the undersea colonies is disease spread. Usually they'll park, have you lift up your tongue, look in your eyes, and then send you to another location via shuttle. Yeah. So, uh, are we, what sort of role is being needed here? We've got underwater scooters and exo-armors. Uh, uh, so then we have both. Right. That's what I have as well. I Which have remote piloting as well as exo armor and ex- external exo armor. Are you in miscellaneous NPCs as pilots? So, never speaks of anything else but ship. <laughs> sir? Yes, sir, sir. Basically, you could use your better the two skills because you know, I was supposed to pencil in a few extra skills, but my work computer was torn to my email. Really have to find out what it's going to. So 15 would be better? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know what my social relationships and uh, communication is. And so so as you guys are coming up, you kind of do the... <laughs> like a galaxy quest. <laughs> and then you hear the airlock lock shut so. on the ship. Oh, okay. that's a paint job. So, so as you're pulling up those, are there any skills or anything that you'd like to try to do? Um, does it have... Use any science or technical stuff? <clears throat> technical stuff? I'm trying I'm trying to look at the technical stuff that I've got. I mean, like... Your piloting is here. Yeah, but... Knowledge is your Actually, here. yeah, before we park, tech roll 
um, tactics, control mm -hmm. operations? Sure. Special Ops tactics. Hey, one works, man. One works. Okay, you basically see that the way that they're doing is so that we, um, you're assuming from what you see, obviously they're doing the, the tether and shuttle system, basically keeping them from docking directly to it and taking the place over. It's basically built into the floor of the ocean. Mm -hmm. This pod and this pod are the two biggest ones that you can actually connect ships to. They look identical. Okay. Then you can tell that some of these are like, it's, it's kind of a mountain, so they kind of like lay across. And you definitely can tell that inside this installation itself, it's got to have, you know, it's probably carved into the undersea bed and got tunnels and caves underneath that you can use as well. Usually, you know, in these type of networks, the all of the pods, these are basically, think in Aliens, the uh, civilian pods where they, they're just, you know, modular units mm -hmm. that have then been umbilical together to each other. And then if one of these is breached, basically it seals shut and you have to cycle the airlock in order to get it open again. So this is independent, but what what uh, rules generally would govern their procedures for docking and, and boarding and whatnot? Part of the automated message did imply that no weapons were to be brought on board. And basically this sounds like it's just an automated message that's, that's, that's sent out to your computer where it pops up with a list of no one that is sick that has a body temperature over and gives, you know, mm -hmm. basic under, you know, sea temperature. And then for mutants, it's got, you know, must prove health for, for mutations if the body temp is like mm -hmm. for metabolism and things like that. There will be a cursory medical examination. Sure Usually most of those is lift up your tongue, show me the whites of your eyes, and, you know, you look healthy. Smart stations actually have the, you know, you stick your arm out and they take a blood test really quick and you either get a green or red. Can I, uh, what is the plus six seven? That's the two, the skill and the stat that make 13. So it's okay. the number after So, uh, since I have superior systems, can I use that there? You can. Well, they, oh. They've got a computer system that you can connect into their Wi-Fi. You know, because um, maybe I can get some information from their superior system. Since they have techno-hybrid, uh, one so of my special skills is just hybrid. It's basically for any of your, your powers, like your claws and your bite and stuff like that. So 12. Okay. It's, it's basically using any of your mutiny skills. Mutiny skills. Mutiny okay. skills. So basically, you notice on their system that they don't have an automated weapon scanner on this tower. Okay. And you're, you know, basically, you start hacking in their cameras real quick, uh -huh. and you can see the feed that there's one lone guy that keeps doing one of these, and you know, he just So we forward. could theoretically smuggle some guns on but probably not. You, If you're not blatantly obvious, and probably not the assault rifle, or at least you come up with a cool idea for hiding the assault rifle. Like a dagger is not going to be an you issue. You could probably a... tuck it and hide it as long as it's out of way and you don't get patted down. Then. Like a moose weapon? <laughs> well, for you, it's a gauntlet. Oh, never mind. Yeah, when, see, I don't know what it is. So it's basically a armored gauntlet. But it had knife too. Uh huh. And put all the put all the flash compartment for the pistol and the Is armor. Roll me d twenty. Tell me higher or low. How about that? Because that sounds like something that's the Robocop style. Mm -hmm. Sounds completely sensible. So that way your pistol's not in danger when you're swimming. I think that's cool. I mean, since it is hypercavitation, it's mm -hmm. it's not going to be worried about water damage, but it does need a storage place. It's not obvious. 
And when you dig your breach and you do notice that uh, at the station, this area right here had blinking lights at a cave entrance. So it's probably where, you know, submersibles could come in and, you know, those type of breaching, you know, moon pool type areas. Where's our little pistol in my toolkit? Can you hand it to the kit? You can try. You got a flash bottom? Or you just put your pistol in there and cover it in tools. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, we got a case for the, uh... Should we the sink? No, for the for the payment for the souls. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to just put my pistol in there. That works. Okay. The old briefcase full of cash. As for the as for the holster, just in case, though. Let's uh, find out. Let's do low. Low. That's you low. You do have some kind of nifty semi-concealed lock awayable where it'll just take an action to pull it out of that. Same thing for like my mechanical briefcase. Okay. Inside your toolkit, you have a secret holster compartment that you can easily give up. I just need to reach this tool. <laughs> so we'll have the heavy pistol in this compartment, the light handgun in the pivot. And I have just mm -hmm. a UV. I have a knife. And in my and my claws. Claw, claws. Claw, claw, claw. claw. You, yes. You're looking at the mutant like you are a weapon. Let's see the character stat. <laughs> Which, by the way, is, as a member of the tribe, you want to upgrade that eventually to the uh, the ordainer staff. Basically, it's electro staff. It's uh, really is it a trident? No, no, it's it's a it's a bow staff. But it's really cool. So you guys, you know, do, you, does anyone want to do science or technician? Can it technician skills yeah. skills of the station? I do. Well, well I checked the security systems, but what do you mean for the for for basically looking out the window at the station itself? Oh yeah, I'm definitely. Would be be rolling for that. Well, I, would that I do be have my, uh, flash, though. I've got for, for you, you do notice that there are. If you wanted to, as a as as a combat guy, you could easily send this one out your airlock, and she could pop in out the breaker because there's an air, cycled airlock. Oh. These and possibly if she could breach, if there is a moon pool here, she could basically swim herself over there. The hot the. Hybrid type of risk weapon is listed under uh, well, there's handguns and special weapons. So it says, but I thought it might be handguns. I had it doesn't say anything under any. What is written for me? Hybrid risk weapon slash COO plus EER. Okay. You have both those your stats. Yeah. So ships and underwater fighters or mechanics and electronics. Uh, go for mechanics and electronics. Like the ship, the sh or does this count as a ship? Yeah. It's a station. Which let's put it this way: which is higher, and which would you like to play out that you want to do? This? Mechanics for the ship. This one's higher. So okay, I go for that one. one. Go for that I one. I need to go for that one. It's like whichever one you want to spin, Doctor or you. Yeah. What is it, Paul? Seven. 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 Okay, so seven out of fourteen. Okay. Oops, sorry. And then you go. It's because you didn't call him Sir. That's what he's saying. <laughs> so, and by the way, it's a plus three. So, uh, you notice that these are very old and dilapidated stations. This is station's been this here. It's been here for at least a hundred plus years, right. and it's very haphazardly put together. But on top of that, you're noticing that when you're looking at the place, it's having technical difficulties right now. You're noticing that, like, some of the the beacon lights are on, or like. Blinks once and then like sketch, sketch, sketch. 
sketch. You notice from some of the observation windows and things that there, there seems to be flickering lights. You even noticed on it's one of the pods site. over on this side, there was some weird arcing on the outside of the pod of electricity. It's a material state. Hmm. Well, that should make some of you enter the moon pool and perhaps. Uh, if they have one. Well, I mean, I'm presuming. Uh, obviously, this tunnel that's got you know oh, lights okay, so that drain the tunnel. It's for submersibles to come and come up, and because it's a mining area, some miners would come in and go there. What you're assuming they won't let me off? Well, as a precaution, <laughs> I'd rather not have to explain their claws. I'm amused. What's to say that Seth means? You are coming here at the behest of pirates. These are not the miners that were Can I for. check their <laughs> computering system to see if they have a... Sadly, from the tether here to the station, yeah. they're having horrible connection on their, their, their Wi-Fi signal. I mean, obviously there's pirates on this vessel anyway, so they're probably not the most fastidious when it comes to... Uh, maintenance. Uh, maintenance and... Uh, well, remember, this isn't a pirate station as it's, a whole. It is a legitimate mining station. station. Yeah, they, they actually have workers that come here, work their stent, and go home. There's just some pirates occupying it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. One of the last rules that you saw there is no talking politics. <laughs> they, they don't want to be involved in that. So you guys going to disembark? Are you going to take any special measures like sending them to, to the hybrid out on her own? I said we just try and disembark the ship, you know. Cleaning. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, then I definitely have to leave my risk weapon. You are a weapon. I know. <laughs> she says it with a smile. I know. Big old nasty teeth. But um, I would like to make sure my knife is not accepted. You know, like that I can carry my knife. Like it hides my knife. Do you yeah. have some kind of stealth skill? I have, well, I'm I mean, kidding, I can camouflage. Well, your skin can camouflage. Yes. So there's this floating knife. Well, no, <laughs> I have, um, uh, I wear a... A cloak. A, you know, a yeah, leather mm -hmm. hooded uh, coat. So like I cover that. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll for concealing your knife in it. Okay. And then we'll have an awkward moment later if she comes to So, stealth silent movement? I'll, I'll take stealth. Or do you have something you'd rather use? Oh, I'm like trying. I'm trying to make sense of the. You change. can even just go with a luck roll. Waste a dot a point of luck. No care. You so, can roll luck, oh. just like a skill, or you can burn a luck point. And say I sneak this in. Um. There's under stealth subterfuge, there's camouflage slash concealment on my sheet. Yeah, I have stealth subterfuge. Subterfuge is how can you your I know, but this is stealth silent movement or camouflage concealment. That's what That's I have. The one. I have concealment. Okay. So alright, so the number is six. Ooh. So what do I have to do? So you need to roll six or under a six. Under six or less. Now you can spend a luck point and get plus five for that, or I just give it that you can spend a luck point and sneak it. Let's give it a go for let's just Well if you fail, that means when you're you take when my your knife patted down, your knife falls out, type of thing. Got an hour and ten minutes left. Go for it. Just use the luck. Should I roll for luck? 
No, she's saying you just. just All right, I'm losing a luck point. Okay, well, you don't have to roll. I don't have to roll. Okay, so basically, you're you're hiding it in the folds of your thing and you're trusting on luck to teach you. Yeah, like they're really going to pad you down on that tail. As the guy starts to pad you down and that spike tail starts moving. Okay, so you guys basically are disembarking the ship. Are you bringing your assault rifle? Uh, I'm leaving the assault rifle right inside the uh, ear lock doors. Okay, because it definitely looks like the rifle will cut through most of the bulkheads right away. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably overkill for this type of situation, but it would be really comfortable in your hands. Right. So I'm leaving uh, inside the ear lock, actually. Okay. Um, so that if we need to, and we don't, we can get to it before cycling. So. Okay, and I'm assuming you're putting your your body armor on. Yes. The, the, not, the, not the power armor suit armor. You could wear the power armor suit, but it's, it might be frowned upon. Which is the which is different? Uh, this is the body armor. Uh-huh. You have oh, actually no, on this version of the character sheet you don't. Uh, the diving exo armor. Oh yeah, I don't need the diving exo yeah. armor. Yeah, the diving exo armor would be considered a weapon because it's got that. It's basically what you're seeing right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got your armor on. You, you've got your toolkit with you. You've got your cloak and your, your wiki tail. Mm-hmm. And then we have our member of the cult of the Trident. Now, now have you looked at your character sheet, by the way? Yes. Okay, you have all your equipment with you? Yes. Okay. I don't need to leave anything behind unless they don't like the my staff. Okay. So you guys come through the airlock. And you see this guy, and he's about his 50s, you know. This station, the air stinks of, of grease. You know, it, you can tell the filtration. What do you mean stinks? Grease is good. <laughs> what are you doing in your room and the engine? Just <laughs> ah! don't get my armor greasy. <laughs> and, and, and you can tell he, he's, he's dirty. He's got salt crust on his clothes. You know, he's, a, he's a working guy. And he just, like, looks at you guys, and he's like, the name is Carson. So I'm supposed to shuttle you guys over to the, the station. Let's get to it. And he like clicks with this this bright flashlight. He's like, show me your tongues. Uh, Everybody healthy? And he does one of those little uh, thermometer, you know, scan things from a distance on your heads. And he kind of like looks there. And so, uh, that one healthy? Yes. Yeah, she's healthy. I am. She's been on board at least a month, and I'd be probably puking my guts out if she wasn't. So let's go. Uh, yeah, nobody's got weapons, right? Right. Everyone's. Is that a walking stick? Yes. Although I'm. Do you yeah, have symbols? Do you, by the way, do you have symbols of the, the trident on you? Yes. Most of them do. They have the trident symbol. You know, mm-hmm. it's really cool. I'm, it's, I'm a priest of the trident. Oh. Thank. Thank you for coming and taking care of the situation. So, uh... So, Carson, are you a miner here, or are you a uh, the band? I'm a pilot who makes good money off the miners taking their product. So, uh, tips are appreciated. Follow me. Kind of like, you know, the station's like, you turn around and there's the next airlock. You know, the very small, minimal in space. The uh, mutants actually have a little bit of claustrophobia. Which yeah. Is Claustrophobia usually happens around um, when there's lots and lots of people around. So you're telling me there's lots and lots of people around? It's in closed spaces. Yeah. It's well, I read the thingy, and oh. uh, it, it, 
Okay. Just roll a ticket. You didn't necessarily not... specify teeny weeny places. You're open, but used to open I'm, oceans. Yes, You're I'm not right. used to being crammed in I'm like Sardi. Uncomfortable. These guys are actually used to being on the ship. Your ship actually has better bunks than most hotels and stations. Ooh. You know, space yeah, straight. Yeah. And he's like, come, come on in. Uh, if, if, if you're interested, there's a, a tip can. And he points the can that literally says tips. And he's like, this is exactly what they took in. So, uh, what, what you guys, uh, and he's, he's getting all clamped in, little, you know, full point harness and his little mini sub, flipping switches. So, uh, what you, what you, what you reading at the station? They're exchanging some goods. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I, that's good. Getting a little sub ready. So, uh. Wait, can I, like, check, use my system, you know, ship, uh, skill to see what station he was in? Sure. What are these, you know? On the up and up. Exactly. Uh, 14. Does he really have seven? So plus uh, uh, three. You can tell that basically, yes, he knows exactly what he's doing because he's even like bypassing certain safety checks. You know, before they, they come up with the line, he's already bypassed and flicked it. Mm-hmm. He he's basically talking while flipping the ships. He knows the ship. This is his baby. But and the ship is. This one is actually in pretty good shape. It's it's functional, not great. Okay. So you can tell since he has to ride in it. He's pretty well cared for. Yeah, it's it pretty, but it's it's been well cared for. And, and he basically, you know, reaches over and grabs some some like little chalk of a thing and puts it in his mouth. You know, I can see I can still see the skin chewing back and forth at it from a certain point. You wouldn't be smoking. Yeah, but we're no, it's some sort of form of seaweed. Hypothetics. I'm sure somebody genetically engineered tobacco seaweed. So tobacco. <laughs> tobacco. <laughs> From the so, tobacco. So now when you're on the station, you're going to see a lot of different things and a lot of different people, and he kind of like looks back in the mirror at the mutant. So just uh, pull my hood up. <laughs> be polite. Uh, we got to go from one end of the station to the other, so uh, just be polite. And uh, enjoy your time here at uh, Jarhuck Station. It used to be a mining platform, right? Oh, oh, it still is. We're 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 we got boys digging into the bedrock every day. Hmm. And you still take visitors like this? That's curious. Well, you know, we here at Jarhuck Station, you, you can almost hear the true guide voice start up. We like to be open to folks. We we don't believe in a, a national denomination thing. We we like to. As long as you come here in the intention of uh, peace and harmony, and if you want to make a buck, you make a buck, and if you, if you want to share a buck, you share a buck. We, as long as you cause no problems, we, we, we're willing to uh, take anybody in. Hmm. You just keep thinking, I got five kids to feed. <laughs> yeah, from, from Total Recall. Uh, hey, you never know, maybe flipping him a soul or two might uh, loosen his lips. We don't know how much we have. You have some imaginary cash. Okay, boom. You do. Level You're saving. It's got like 19,000 yeah, souls. Okay. Yeah. I see. I found it. You Tell you what, buddy. What are you making? Yeah, that's not much. More than I got. Well, you know, on a good year, if I get a percentage of the cargo I'm hauling, I, I make pretty good, you know, pretty good creds. But uh, right now, I'm stuck with just this short ranger shuttle here. My uh, my real ride had some issues when it ran into a shark and got kind of chewed on. Another so, likely story. 
Yeah, I hate those sharks that shoot back at you. Freaking <laughs> laser beams. You, you seen any uh, weird groups and like passing the price tag to display of a thousand of three thousand on it? Oh, any anybody uh, passing through here with a little girl about ten? And he kind of like gives you the, he's got this little mirror so you can see you guys. He gives you a squeaky look and see what the crest looks like. Well, you all look like good, decent folk. I want to be, I want to be, be open and honest with you. We, we've got kind of an arrangement with uh, some of the local pirates out here that if they leave us, we, we let them use the station for uh, negotiations. And I'm assuming that's what you're here for. I was told in advance to be ready for you with the shuttle and not make you have to wait for me to come back to the station. So, uh, a couple pirates of a girl, you said? Yep. You know, you don't see many children that, you know, out in this part of the, out this part of the deep. She was uh, on way to talk to the driver that she might not have control over what she can do. Oh, I don't know anything about that. That's, that's, that's worrisome, but me. Yes, I do happen to know that uh, there's, there's two, two folks that we, we work with on occasion that uh, they, they came in with some, uh, some child about a week ago. Mm. Did they come in alone? Oh, oh, no, it was just the two of them with their ship. That was their ship on the other end of the post there. And they're, they're okay guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't trust them with, with one of my wives, but they're, they're, they're okay guys. I mean, well, I mean, obviously yeah, well, with that kid, you wouldn't trust them with your own kid either, so. Is polygamy common? Probably. Actually, of it, it's not a big, some stations do it, some don't do it. Like the coral, you know, you think of the coral republic, that you've had, you know, multiple wives to husbands, since the women do outnumber the men. And if you're a fertile man, member in, the, in this society, it's if she can have a baby, he can have a baby. It's your duty. Mm -hmm. It's your duty for yeah. the country. So. Boy and his dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it, you know, it, different stations even have their own cultures. You know, it's one of those that from station to station cultures vary a lot. Especially since many stations can go years without getting new blood. You know, new news, things like that. They develop their own little backwoods areas. I'm gonna use my, <coughs> use my empathic analysis on this guy. Ooh. Just because I would like to know if he's telling the truth about there okay. being only two of them. Go for it. Alright. Fortunately, this is an eight. Ten. Okay, yeah, you're pretty sure he's telling you exactly the truth. You're like, I sense some deception in his words. Uh, and some creepy old Jedi. <laughs> but he's like, you know, I know they're waiting to talk some kind of fandangled big cash deal or something, and they've been saying that they're going to throw on some cash, you know, eventually. But uh, they're not bad guys. I mean, they, they've ran with different pirate groups in town, you know, at the big station, but they're not bad guys. Yeah, this kidnapping's not dead. No. You say that? Yeah. Well, you know, folks got to do what they got to do to get by. And besides, from what the, what, the, what the boys told us is they actually rescued her from the wreckage. Well, there was a lot of desperation in the shipping. Yeah, that was part of the problem. Although, you know, I, I still remain skeptical as to who caused the wreckage. But that story is probably lost somewhere in the sea. 
You, by all means, can you, you can uh, I want to use luck. You do have a skill, too. Yeah. 
you're going to get way more percent more oxygen conversion out of it. <laughs> and, and, That's and right, forty. Future guy just like welcome to the Jarhook Station. I'm standing back there disapproving. <laughs> the air tastes like metal. Disapproving. Yes. And the water tastes like. I like these like calm pictures. Oh. And the water tastes like it wasn't refilled. Well, you know what, man? When things go sideways, you're thankful to have good fingers like that on your side. Ooh, good point. Yeah. So, so are you <laughs> wanting him to give you the uh, long tour, the short tour? Uh, let's go the short tour. Short tour. So he's gonna see. Literally, he points to one of the maps because there's a little map that's just like this. He almost like this is the mini map of the map. That you are here. Your goal is there. Okay. Okay, so basically he's just like, you know, just keep your heads down, don't look at anybody, and then we'll get to the other end of the tour pretty quick. <clears throat> so, uh... Yeah, I can't promise that. Well, where are you guys going? Well, actually, I'm not looking at other people, more at looking at the, the tech. The things in the And the station. ship. And the the ship is in really bad condition. And I'm like... You just must be itching to fix it as you go. It's like... Well, that's why I was thinking maybe we take this place over. We just buy it by saying, look... People here are gonna die unless you let her on. Yeah, I'm not like, letting her on unless unless we take it over. Will stay. She could spend a year working on this place and it would still be falling around people's ears. And in the meantime, we'd be raking in profit from the uh, mining they do. <laughs> yeah, we take a percentage. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. So you basically go through storage area, storage area. You come through. Now, are you guys keeping your heads down? Are you poking around looking? I'm keeping my head down. <laughs> I'm following the tour guide, but I am curious at what's going on around the station. Like, you, you notice that folks are complaining about things acting up. I mean, you can... You Something's can, happening. Nothing. Working right. It, literally, the place does look like it's a wreck. When was the last time you had proper overall? Not in too freaking long. Uh, if you want to uh, get yourself some work as a mechanic, I mean, we can we can find you work if you want to stay here and work. Not stay, that's for sure. I'm sure maybe uh, after our business here is done, we'll come to an equitable agreement. Okay. So you guys come here, when you get to hear the news about it. Well, we'll figure it out. You notice this is a big work area. There's actual tunnels where you can see they go off into the earth. And he basically says, you know, hey, the pinch, you can seal this hatch, and it'll take you to a tunnel that takes you to one of the other pods. We actually have, uh, since we're in the bedrock, we've got some air watertight tunnels that will go through there. Sure. And from the map, it looks like we could probably bypass a few of these pods, too, that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, if not all these pods were brought at the same time. They were built over, you know, three centuries. Sure. So uh, on, on your ship, it's pretty spacious there, which, by the way, you have room for, like, six other people, passengers. Well, we're not looking to take on any crew. You immediately got where he was going with that. Are <laughs> you willing to take any people off this place with you? But we'll review our options once our business is concluded. I'm not going to discuss it here. Oh, okay, good to know, good to know. So uh, he takes you to the next pod, which basically is the command station. Number four. Number four, yeah. So it's it's pretty bustling when you guys get into that one. That uh, there's there's four guys working on different you know reclamation systems and stuff. You do know that uh, the two technicians are basically working away on panels and pulling out circuit boards, looking. It's like 
Why is this not working? It worked freaking 14 days ago. Can I roll up? Sure. Uh, would this be shit one again, or? You could use shit. Uh-huh, okay, 10. Uh, wow. So that's only a four point difference, so that's one plus one. No, no, that's the die roll. So what did the dice make? Oh, 10, okay. four. The plus four. Okay, so you're looking at them and you're like, that sounds like a brand new sugar board. No, right? that's the margin. It's the margin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, margin. I think it should be margin. It's not die roll, it's margin. Oh, okay. So so you're looking at it and it looks like the circuit board he just pulled out is almost brand spanking new. You don't even huh. see brand new ones that often. And you, you, the, the way you're looking at what he's working on, it should have no difficulties whatsoever, but it, the screens are kind of flickering and pixelating. What about the port? What do you mean the port? Can I see the port where it plugs into? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can really see what does it look like. It looks really old but serviceable. And it, you know, you where just, they kept the new it have uh, priority, uh, Actually, proprietary as, information on it? As the tech guy in the room, the next thing that you might want to go for if you're looking at circuit boards is what is it plugging into and does any of the bus have a problem with it? So that's what I was thinking. I'm just Maybe saying who, who makes it? Who made oh, it's, it? It's, it's, it's modern technology. No, no, I'm just saying because somebody well, should Basically, I'm trying to give the guy a suggestion. Because yeah. Yeah. it's like... I wanna, it's got the little maker mark on it. It's, it's Intel inside. I, I, I want to give the guy a suggestion. Hey, try the... Try bypassing the converter? Yeah, exactly. He looks at you and gives you a look and you know, he notices you know, you got the, the work clothes on. And I have a toolbox. Like, Trust me, she just saved a guy out there in the XOR market. Amazing. And then you'll hear stories and about like Maybe the driver could say yes. He he's like, hey, hey, you know, she knows her stuff. She's giving him suggestions. He tries it, and circuit board comes, you know, he plugs the same circuit board back in, but he basically recommends that he needs to de static it, and he wipes it with the static cloth, puts it back in there, grounds the circuit box, and immediately as soon as he grounds it, the box works. And all also, right. you see screen come to life, and life support systems start working, going, the fans are blowing fresh air. <laughs> he's like, oh, you. You got some spare time? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I got some more systems I'd, I'd love for you to look at. 1500 an hour. We'll, we'll discuss it later. And you notice there's a guy in, a ch- in, a, in one of the chairs over there that's looking just like giving you guys the eyeball. And you notice the, the techs aren't looking at him directly when you're asking for help. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll look over can. at him. 1500 an hour. We'll talk about the rest of the crew if you're interested. But right now we have some business to conclude. And, and um, this gentleman, by the way, actually has, <laughs> actually has a shoulder holster on with a pistol, by the way. The only weapon you've seen out in the open. Security or captain. Yeah. And I still have the grease smudge on my forehead from when the guy kissed me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I do have some knowledge of Polaris venting, whether this is obviously a sign of it. Interesting you say that. Yeah. 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 It's the girl! Yes, that's what I was saying. The girl is probably emitting some energy. You give me a roll for, and you can use any one of your polar yeah, skills. Or any of my skills? Yeah. Use your highest one. I'll use my highest one. Use your lowest one if you want. Um, <laughs> ah, 13. I have a one. Is it minus? Minus one? Minus zero? No, it's a two point difference, so it's minus zero. It's so oh. did you succeed is the question. No. 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 So basically, 
the Polaris is a mysterious mistress. Yes. You're like, <laughs> eh, it's technology. I don't really know anything. That's why you should trust in the Polaris effect and not technology. <laughs> I, okay, when the Polaris effect can stably su- sustain us four miles below the ocean, then we can talk. <laughs> he, he knows for a fact that he actually can kind of do that. Sustainably. Well, once he's really good, he can do that. When he, Exactly. Can he do it for 5,000 people? Exactly. Well, this station's got maybe, maybe 100 people to that. Does it matter? Can he do it for 5,000? <laughs> okay, so your well. true guy kind of like, you know, he's, he's going to talk to the station chief, who's the general manager of the sidearm and technician. Like, he's like, I got my own job. And he's like, it's you, where you guys want to go, it's straight through this airlock, and there's an airlock on the other side. Oh, you're not coming with? I don't want to know what's going on in there. The less I know, I'm just the driver. <sighs> Such is life. I can carry on. Okay. You go through, hit the airlock there. It's a very, very slow airlock hatch. You open the hatch. Who's going in first? Okay. Okay. Are you coming in the same way? Are you well, they can call me Kuda. It's it's okay. I I'm you know a Kuda Matala. <laughs> Kuda. C-U-D-A. My name's a kidna, but Kuda is a good nickname. So, okay. So okay. you step through first, and literally there's you. You, <laughs> you come in. Well, especially when you step, and your your cloak opens up, and that leg comes out. Yeah. Okay, there, there's two gentlemen at the very far end. There's lots of cargo storage around, completely total random shit. Different types of crates and cases from different corporations, loose sacks of stuff. But in the far back corner, there's a little girl on a, a office chair, metal type. She's handcuffed on both sides with a sack over her head. Oh. And, and yeah, tell me she wouldn't kidnap and, and there's one pirate on a crate, he's working on something that looks like a bolt gun, basically it's a ribbon gun for, for packing packings, and he's working on it, and the other guy's just sitting there, and he's like going through his, his old, junky computer he's got. It's not like a computer looking. So we only see two guys and a girl? We only see two guys and a girl. And the lighting in here sucks, because he's trying to play his computer, and it keeps going up, crash, That's because she's upset with the poor little thing. So and immediately they look at you and their eyes go kind of big. Unless you want to do a stealth to hide your mutants. Sure, try why to, not? Try to close up the, the, the cloak around you. Oh, the pirate sings? Oh. Woohoo! Less than nine. Less than nine? It means I, I succeeded. Okay, well, so... You basically you pull up. Oh, you got an eight. Okay, so you pull so. the cloak up and you're you're you're, you're so that mm-hmm. way you know you're concealed. Okay, so they basically are just eyeballing you and the troop that's coming in behind you. So who's coming in next? I'll come in next. <clears throat> Hans and Jillian. Well, I remember oh, Jillian. Jillian. Uh, Jillian. Uh, I, I just Jillian. was responding to a work thing. Oh yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pronounce. Hans and Paul. I'm gonna pump you up. Gilligan, I mean Gillian. Gilligan. 
know that's who he was. Skipper. Just sit right back there, you'll hear a tale. <laughs> and is that means you explain who those kids and you tell him those historical society stuff. Just for just for these moments. <laughs> three hour tour. That's probably where she goes into three hour tour. <laughs> it's her happy place. <laughs> so can't they start it. rocking back and forth. It's too small in here. It's too small in here. Okay, so they're, they're, they're giving you guys, and of course, one guy with his bolt gun, I mean, his bolt tool, is kind of like, like, no, no, he's basically just big, putting it back together, just kind of with malfunction. But he's kind of like, the way he sits back in his crate, he kind of angles the bolt gun that it could be used as a ranged weapon. Uh-huh. Come now, we're here for business. Okay, guy with the, the pad puts his back. I am Hans, and I am here to see uh, how much business do you want to do. Hmm. So who's carrying the case, by the way? I am. Okay. It's it's basically cuffed. Who's carrying uh, any of the other important stuff? Yeah, who's got the genetic test? I'll carry it. Okay. In your toolbox and yeah. things? Your toolbox and toolbox and everything. Okay, so I see you have, uh, are those the currency? Is that, that, it that is, my it souls? Is, it is the currency. We'll, we'll open the case once we have confirmation. So... Gillian and his guy with the bulk and kind of like leans on the and it's like a, a very genuinely sincere, calming way. He's like, it's, it's okay, it's okay. They're here to thank you. Take one. And, and he pulls the hood off, and her eyes kind of adjust, and she can see she's like all matted up hair. She she looks like what you were described age wise, but she does seem to be all super sweaty. She's like trying to control it. sweaty or. Do you have any medicine skills? And magical healing. I don't think I do. I don't think I do. Well, we both need to examine her before we can conclude this. And she's like, you're gonna take me home? And you know, she's just getting kind of all excited, and immediately as soon as you step forward, you're like, hey, hey. I didn't step forward. Oh, like, no, look, I have to do the genetic the, test. We have we have a genetic test, and we have to make sure she's healthy for transport. You can you oh. can by all means check her for her health. Just because he'll he'll bar your path. What we're doing right now, what you're doing right now, is very unwise. But uh, I did want to let you know the hegemony offered fifteen thousand souls for the girl. How much is the cult of the trident willing to pay for? I think that uh, since the hegemony isn't here and they wouldn't offer such a price for this little girl, you're probably bluffing your ass off. Oh, my friend, I don't bluff. Um, they, they will be here shortly if you'd like to. Well, then you would have no problem with us running a genetic analysis to make sure she is the girl we're here for, and then I can offer you a different price. Because mm. otherwise, in my opinion, you're still bluffing your ass off and trying to cover yourself by qualifying her passage. And now the hedge money in. It's my point. If it's not the girl, this is all the point. He kind of like lifts his hand up so you can go on just, just the girl, just the girl. Well, her health will be need to be checked if she is, if she does check out. Well, I know enough to at least take her temperature to just to feel her and stuff. But uh, she's We're gonna try, baby girl. I, I was promised to my mom 
sent me away. Now this is everyone died on the ship. I'm gonna, I, I was like, okay, I need to take your genetics and stuff. Do you know, we're gonna do a little test no, on you. No, 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 no more tests. No, 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 it's no, okay. No, me. It's okay. okay. I'm gonna take her hand. Okay. And, uh, also, I'm gonna go like this. It's okay. She is sweating bullets. And like, do, does her temperature feel like, like her temperature sick? is like 102 degree fever. Yeah, okay. And not from just wearing hood. Not just but like, so when I'm touching her hand, she it also is, feels warm. She's profusely warm, yes. It's like, it's like, like she's she has like harness. a side effect of, um, or she's, harness, or she's, or she's, I mean, I don't know. Or she could have been exposed in, you know, in a life pod for too long and she got sick from it. Mm. Like anything. I have her name in circulus. <laughs> 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 that actually came up pretty good. <laughs> So I'm gonna distract her while okay. I'm doing this, and I'm gonna like it's like it's like um uh and I'm like, are you feeling okay? You're feeling really warm. Yeah, I, I want to be thinking. What was the last time place? you had something to drink? And, and now in in the world of Polaris, drinking water is a rarity. Usually, food is like super hydrated because okay. clean drinking water is hard to come by. Okay. Usually, folks are giving this like Kool Aid supplements. Well, when okay, so when. When was the last time you had a supplement? And, and the guy, the guy, Gillian, looks at you and he's got the bolt gun kind of like spread between you and the rest of you. He's like, we're not monsters. We gave the girl a drink of not even an hour ago. It's like, well, well and then I'm going to go, you may not be a monster, but this little girl is burning up. And she's like, As you know, by the way, Gillian is reaching over for a canteen to hand you yeah. give to the girl. Like he he girl. really is a nice guy. This little girl is like burning up. Okay, so. Shit. It's an 18. I know I should have just spent the fucking point. So all of a sudden, at, at just as, you, as you're touching her and she gets a hint of calm, all of a sudden, what happens? Not horribly, horribly bad that's going to happen, but what is it that you do that upsets her so much? That I'm trying to, I'm trying to you know, give her a genetic test. That you whip out the needle? Well, no, I, I was distracting her, but now you were trying to distract it. her as you were doing the whole, I'm a subtle nurse pulling the needle out of my belt. No. <laughs> so all of a sudden you try to do the menacingly try to take the genetic sample from her? without her noticing, and she immediately does the oh, you're, ju you're just like the rest of them. No, oh, God. And, <laughs> and the sad thing is, she's handcuffed in this chair, pulling herself away as far as the handcuffs over. Oh, and, and lights in this room are flickering. And by the way, I will give this one to our dear Bruce of the Trident. Mm -hmm. You're sensing Polaris effects pulsing in this room. Like, it's going to explode at any second. Tell the right. child you will do the test on yourself first. Okay, I'm going to actually. You see, I'll, I will. I'll do it on myself first. I know. I'm going to actually burn a couple luck for help and persuasion to oh. persuade her that everything is fine. Everything's gonna be alright. I am. I am a priest. You know, whatever holds. Yeah, you I am a priest of the tribe. We will make sure that every. We are not here to hurt you. We're. I am here specifically to make sure that. And as we get to take you back, you can 
No, well, he said he was going to burn two. You're going to burn two. You're, it's like, hey, yeah, so that means. burn two points, and even then it was. No. You don't roll And they you don't roll You just spend the point. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you just take it off your luck then. Okay. Okay, so, so so you basically are doing the whole he, he's child. I am one of the chosen of the tritons. Yes. Yeah. I'm See, one of the chosen of the tritons. I am here to I'm here to aid, aid you. I am and my people as, I just will as, not hurt you. I'm one of no, the polaris, the polaris of infinity. <laughs> <laughs> just as just as the the such as the priest the priest of the high tritons saved me, I am here to save you. No harm will come to you, and no harm came to me. She, she, she looks at you, and then she looks at the needle. Like, see, I'll do it to myself. First. You just to show it. you. Okay. See? You do the... Uh, and it comes up as a false reading. Of course. Well, it says it's needle. false because I'm not you. We're looking for you. We just have to make <laughs> sure it's you. And she's just she's she's hyperventilating. She's just being just overstimulated. It's like I need a cold rag now. And, and Let's not test her right now. Pirate dude just pulls off his little handkerchief and dabs some water on it, and hands it to you. And I'm like putting it, you know, cooling on the back of the neck. And, and and as soon as you do that, you literally feel steam coming off of it. Oh, as she starts going into convulsions, her eyes okay. roll back and she's starting to shake. Catastrophe. I don't know anything about the polar, so I, I'm gonna, while she's convulsing, I'm taking this up for thing. <laughs> okay, while well, she convulses, her. Right. And it comes up as a 100% genetic match. It's her. Okay. And I'm like, and so also, you're the doctor. Yes, yeah, like, let's see it. Would molecular healing actually help with something like this? Or is this the Polaris? This is kind of, she's having her, 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 think of it as a mutant coming of age with the Polaris effects. And she's having, you know that when it comes to the Polaris effect, botching your roll is a bad thing. And when you have a skill that's probably not even a one yet, that very bad things will happen in the next few moments. Okay, so... So that means Do you think she's like chart? a fire starter or something? Well, that's pretty much what all Polaris users are, is when the power manifests. Does this mean you have to roll the on the chart? Well, Can, you like cool them off in water? Can you what? Can you cool them off in water? Or drown them. True. Well, <laughs> but I was just saying. <laughs> As I mean, you like, take a little girl, you see her body kind of shrink a little. Well, but I'm just saying, you know, it would instantly cool her off True. if well, I took her into the water. But, but it would kill her at this depth. If you're at the bottom okay, of the ocean, okay, you're too low. Yeah, yeah. Where it won't hurt you, it would kill you. You can't human. do the water world breathing. Her That's mouth. what I was gonna. Yeah. I was like, yeah. can I do the water world thing? You oh. would, yes. You would be breathing liquid water into her mouth. Oh, yeah, so uh, your um, your your gills separate water into oxygen in your bloodstream, not into H. Yeah, into H. Given that I'm a priest, the priest, the trident. Assume that I've had this sort of experience myself. Do I have any idea how I might uh, mitigate this polaris effect that's about to occur? Or, you or do maybe grab have a hold something... of what she's emitting and turn it into something else? Mm-hmm. Or run the hell out of this room? Or there, check your your equipment list? Do we need her? She well, we need her for money, but we need life for the wine for money. <laughs> You're doing it for the cause, man. I am doing it for the cause. I just also believe that. You Have know, you looked at your character sheet? Yes. Well, what's, what's your character come with? Uh, my personal gear is basically a combat staff, 
a computer and an inhibitor. Oh, the inhibitor might just be. I don't know what that is. So we're noobs. Yeah. It's okay. Mm -hmm. So the inhibitor is something that would downplay the Polaris effects. Yes. Ah, so right. if it was something monumental bad, it would only be slightly bad. It's, it's sort of like, think of it as like an anti-mutant collar thing. All right, I'm going to slap that on her. Okay, go ahead and give me a luck roll to see if you can get it on her in time. All well, right, what if we all burn to a point of luck as a group? Three, or the whole group can spend a point of luck. I'll spend a point of luck. I'll spend Me it. too. Yeah. Aww, that'd be really cool. What would happen? What would happen? Okay. No. Yeah, total party <laughs> kill. <laughs> no, it's not rocks falling. We all die. That would that would. Kill no. The body ruptures and we all die. Well, there's oh, huge <laughs> So you're all spending the point of luck to just cause this pool of luck to surround him as he whips out his his meditation collar or what, what, what how would your inhibit look? Is it like an armband? Collar? God forbid it's a collar. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a loser shit. Oh my god. I'm gonna make it a crown. Okay. So it's a So he whips it out quick and I Okay and just as you put this on her head there's this explosion of Polaris effect. As you can tell, she was about to go nuclear. Like, it could have killed her, nuclear Polaris effects. Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen videos and seen it at training school where people start throwing Polaris lightning, like your bolt, random ones shooting out at people at random. And, you know, you, you know that people during the, cha the change have, like, vaporized stations. You know, maybe the ship she was on was destroyed by her or something she summoned, because you can mm -hmm. summon things from Polaris. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it literally is a glow, a glob of disintegration. It's an ooze that eats everything. And it creeps through the cracks. Ew. Ew. Yeah. So, so as soon as you slap the collar and her eyes roll back, she passes out. As soon as she does, her body is literally rolling from the Polaris effect. And it just did that. This whole area effect blast, almost Death Star ringish, that just like flowed through all of you. This guy, he just was just like, and it just like rolled around him. And, and all of you instantly feel queasy. I mean, you, you feel like somebody just dropped you 200 meters in the ocean and your body was trying to adjust to it. Everybody give me an adaptation roll. It's the 80 AM character stats. And that's a great place to wrap it up there. On the battlefield, I'm a warrior ready to kill or be killed. I've defeated orcs from the north sent Kandorian demon spawns back to the depths, and drank with Sumerian heroes. But when I get back from a hard day of disemboweling my enemies, I enjoy nothing more than to open my castle doors and find a dungeon crate as my reward for blood well spilled. Designed for role players and tabletop gamers, Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service with a treasure hoard of loot you can use on or off the battlefield. Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So what say you? Are you ready for postal glory? Oh boy. DungeonCrate.com let the adventure begin!
Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition here, and I want to thank you for taking the time to check out our Kickstarter. For the last four years, we've been having a blast gaming and sharing convention panels that we've been part of on our three podcasts, and now we're looking to get you to join us in our fun and games. For 2018, we're looking to try a few new things and want to send out a call to action to all our listeners. With your support on this Kickstarter, we'll be able to give you not only a better show, but also extra perks because, well, we really care about our listeners and want to give you the best of what we've got. After all, we listen to our show too. In 2018, we definitely want to up our game and bring a few new features like having more livecast games as well as gaming on Roll20 and Google Hangout. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to reach out to us at facebook.com slash network. Let us know if you're interested in doing anything. All right, guys. Like always, thank you for listening.